the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I am your host, Jade Warshaw. Your other host for the day is Dr. John Deloney. To my right, give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. We will talk about the things that are concerning to you about your life and your money. Uh, I'm here as kind of the money expert, and my guy John is here as your mental health and wellness. (laughs) I still don't know why I'm here. (laughs) We're thinking about it. We're figuring it out as we go. But give us a call. Like I said, the number is 888-825-5225. We'll chop it up with you. Let's go directly to the phone lines. Uh, We got Laura in Phoenix, Arizona. What's going on, Laura? Laura, are you there? Did I get her? Are you there? Okay. It was my nails. I blame my nails. Are you there? Hello. Okay. What's going on, Laura? Jade's nails got in the way again. What's up, Laura? Yeah, so I need help on. So currently, we're on thirty thousand in debt. Mm-hmm. So we always sit down and talk about our debt. Um, say like we sit down on uh, on the Monday, everything goes good, and then the weekend starts. Um, we have an issue where my husband likes to drink, um, mm-hmm. like. Friday, sometimes Friday to Sunday. Wow. And then during that time, he's like, he forgets about our like budget. Well, I would think so. Yeah. So then that goes out the window and then Monday comes and it's like, we he's don't ready have- to start again. Yeah. And he's like, what happened? Um, we, I thought we had sat down and talked about our budget. How long has that been <laughs> going on? Um, I would say like six months, we, we've tried to get together and try to like pay off our debt, but it's just not working. Yeah. You're married to somebody who's really struggling with alcohol. This this has, this is not a budgeting issue at all. Yeah. This is a, you love, um, someone who's an alcoholic. Yeah. And it's like, because he doesn't see it that way. So it seems like I'm the nagging wife. <laughs> right. And here's um, what you've got to do. Um, unfortunately, there is no healing in your marriage. There's no healing in your financial life. There's no healing in underneath your marriage and underneath your financial, all that, all that leads to this moment where you don't feel safe in your own house. Do you? No, no. <laughs> None of that changes until he chooses to get clean. And so no matter what the issue is, when somebody comes in and says, hey, uh, I'm struggling with X and Y and Z and I'm drinking and I can't quit doing X, Y substance, nothing happens on the mental health side, the marriage side, the emotional until somebody says, I'm I'm willing to go get clean. And what that means is you have to take care of you because you're not safe. And I, I don't even doubt that this guy loves you. But this guy's got some significant struggles that he at this time is unwilling to deal with. And so you have to make your safety priority number one. What does that mean? It probably means you need to find somewhere for him or for you to go for 30 days and say, hey, I'm not going to live with somebody who's unsafe anymore. I'm tired of being on eggshells in my own house. I'm tired of not knowing where all our money goes. I'm tired of not knowing where you go. And then you come home on Monday and kind of make it my fault. And you're like, I thought we had all this. Mm. 
he's got to decide to do something different. And that means going to a meeting starting tomorrow morning, even though tomorrow's Thanksgiving. See what I'm saying? Like this is a, this is a way bigger deal than budgets. Yeah. And can I just be honest with you? Yeah. You know this, right? Yeah. I mean, he doesn't get upset about it. He just says like, like what's going on? Like we sit down and then I'm like, well, this is what happens. And then he's like, oh, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I'm going to work on it. So listen, behavior is a language. And what he's telling you is, I don't care what you and I agreed on. I don't care what you and I, um, I don't care about our, our marriage fidelity. I don't care about our agreements. I don't care about our financial health. I care about going on Friday and Saturday nights and doing whatever the crap I want to do. Period. I don't care how you feel in my own house. I don't care if you feel like I'm a liar. I don't care if you can't trust me. I get to go party on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. Well, he doesn't go party, but he drinks at home. But Okay. Well, he's, but, he's going to disappear on his own house. On Friday, Saturday, yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Behavior's a language. Mm. And he's talking to you loud and clear. And yeah. So this this is the point when you go get a friend, you go get a pastor, you go get a therapist, and you sit down and come up with some really ironclad boundaries that are going to be brutal for you to enact. It's going to break your heart. Yeah. And that might be, there is no alcohol in my home anymore. Period. If you if you lie to me and commit financial infidelity again, then I'm out. I'm going to go move in with my sister. You have to go to AA. Like your boundaries have to be pretty tough at this point. Is that fair? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can hear it on you. You're worth more than than what what the the life you're living right now. Yeah. Jade, am I crazy? No, you're not crazy. I I hate this for you. It's tough, and you know. People all the time, they call in and they're talking about issues that aren't, they're not money issues. And here, we're always telling people like, combine your money, combine your money. But there are times where it's like, there are situations where it's like, no, don't combine your money. Like you said, you seek counsel. And I tell people all the the time, like there's this acronym I use about keeping your money safe. And it's like, if you're in these situations, like, you know, our friend calling in here, Laura, where you're concerned the first thing is you need to seek counsel. Like that's the S you got to seek counsel. And the A is if there's abuse and if there's addiction, that's when you got to do it. Or the F financial infidelity that that's what we're looking at. And then they're going to give you the E, which is you can evaluate your options based on the boundaries you have. Because I'd like to say it's, it's, it's as easy as, all right, move out tomorrow, but it's, it's never, not, it's, it's never, never that easy. Never. And there's always a wake. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Always. And so, I would just encourage anybody who's in that situation, like I said, abuse, addiction, financial infidelity. Yeah, you're not, like you said, you're not safe in your own home. And that person cannot have continued access to the things that make you safe right? in your family that keeps your kids safe. Because if you have somebody who's spending all the money on substance and your kid can't have groceries and your kid can't eat and you can't get to work because there's no money for gas. Yeah, you got to put some boundaries in place. And you have to say, like you said, that in my home, there will be none of this. And until this happens, you will not have access. And that's probably the toughest line that you can lay down, but that's loving yourself well. And honestly, that's loving them well. Right. And it's loving this thing that we decided to create together, which is called a marriage. That's right. right. That's right. Oh, it's so tough. I hate that she's going through that. I hate that it's happening. 
you know, during a time like this, the holidays where you're supposed to be able to come together with the ones you love, sometimes you have to create that distance, that separation, and create that boundary so that ultimately things can get better and you can find healing. This is The Ramsey Show. It continues to amaze me how identity thieves keep finding ways to use our own identities against us. Not only do they commit crimes related to financial fraud, medical ID theft, and insurance benefit fraud, but now we have to deal with home title fraud. Thieves are using your own personal info to take ownership of your home so they can take out loans and you end up with a pile of debt and foreclosure notices. Over 4,000 data breaches happened in 2018, exposing 3.6 billion records. So thieves have plenty of identities to use, and there's a one in five chance it will be yours. That's why Xander Insurance is the only program I use and recommend. Their plan covers all types of identity theft and it takes over all the work if you become a victim. Visit Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Hey, what's going on? You're listening to The Ramsey Show. By the way, thank you for listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm your host today, Jade Warshaw. I am joined by my buddy, best-selling author, host of The Dr. John Deloney Show. The guy's name is... Dr. John Deloney. If you were not sure about that, we are going to take your calls all afternoon. Give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225 and we will help out sort you sit sort out your situation. Uh, let's go straight to the phone lines. We've got Anthony in Anchorage, Alaska. What's going on, Anthony? Hey, how are you guys doing today? Doing good. How can we help? Uh, I'm calling. I've been struggling with um, making my payments every month to try and get out of debt. I've never missed a payment uh, since I've had start building my credit, but I can't afford um, to make more than the minimum payments and mm-hmm. I, I'm never able to ca- catch up. Well, um, how, and that's the problem I'm facing. How many payments are you trying to make? Like how much debt do you have? Uh, between my, me and my wife both, we've got about 30,000 in consumer debt and another 5,000 in student loans. Okay, so can you sort out for me what the thirty thousand is? Uh, it's all credit card, vet bills, uh, furniture, credit cards, just bad decisions. So various credit card credit lines. Correct. Okay, and um, can you tell me what you guys are earning each month combined? What you're taking um, home? Monthly take home after taxes. Uh, I get about 5000 from my job after paying for benefits and everything. Okay. Um, currently, I'm a full-time student, so I get another $2,200 a month um, for my veteran benefits. Okay, cool. What about your wife? Uh, my wife just started her own business back in July. Right now, she's only making enough income to sustain her business, to pay her rent, pay for uh, her supplies and okay. stuff like that. So, so she, her can't, income she can't pay herself yet. Towards any- Correct. Okay. What, is there a trajectory on that business? Like, like uh, after a, half a year, is there like an, an honesty reckoning? Like, is this a really nice hobby or are we headed somewhere? We, we've had that conversation a little bit. Um, we pay for her to go to school and then she just started the business in July. Ideally, she needs to be able to help contribute once I am no longer a full-time student is the plan right now. What's the nature of the business that she's doing? Uh, she is an esthetician. Okay. My question is, is there a way that she can do that business and also bring in some part-time income as well? 
that's a discussion we just had last week in regards to her looking into some part-time work to at least be able to help me pay some of this stuff down because I don't have the time to pick up any extra shifts between working full-time and going to school full-time. I right. I don't any extra income. And what does she feel about that? Uh, she is open to it. Uh, unfortunately, she doesn't, nothing against my wife. She doesn't have any uh, college oh, or okay. post-school secondary training. So well, a lot I don't of think she needs it. I don't, think, is, I don't think she needs it to pick up part-time work. And when I say part-time, like go make 20 bucks an hour. Like I don't care. I just want her bringing in some form of income and I think that's going to help in many ways. A, it's going to help you guys get more income in. But two, it's going to help take a little bit of the heat off of her in this thing that she's trying to build right now. She can still feel like, all right, I'm building this thing for myself, but I'm also contributing in another way that my family really needs right now. And that's going to help everybody. So that's kind of something. Put it on the shelf. You and her think about it, pray about it, whatever. But the reason you called in is you've got this debt here, $35,000 um, of debt. And you're feeling the crunch of that because, I mean, it's it's a lot. It's a lot of payments that you're you're throwing away. You mentioned it's thirty thousand dollars of various credit lines. So each month you're having to keep track of that. And I can tell you firsthand when you've got all those debtors that you've got to pay, it's just frustrating. It's just a lot to keep track of. And I think you're feeling that. Um, the advice is the same that I would give anybody, regardless of the amount of debt, regardless of how many debts. What I would tell you to do is list these debts from smallest to largest. So those 30,000, I'd go through each one and be like, all right, what is the smallest balance? And list them from smallest to largest via balance, all right? And then it's like, okay, right. now we know what it is. We gotta pay these off. And the method to pay that off is simple. You gotta get cash on it. Do you have any cash saved anywhere that's not retirement money? I don't. Um, all the all the cash I've had in savings has kind of dwindled over the last year between... Okay. Um, my wife going back to school and me kind of supplementing everything. Um, I've been doing the snowball method a little bit. I had about 40,000 in debt um, okay, so you've, earlier this summer and I paid off some small $1,500, $2,000 bills, whether it's to the vet or for furniture or whatnot. So I've kind of taken care of all the small stuff. It's now coming towards the bigger credit cards. And are, oh, go ahead, John. I was going to say, is this the time? It sounds like you got two people in school, you got a wife launching a business and you're working full time. Is Either one of two things might just have to be true this season, mm -hmm. that you're going to finish school and you're going to pause. The, your, your goal is going to be to get out of school debt-free, and then you're going to attack this when you get your full-time gig. Mm -hmm. Or I just need to take six months off from school. I need to take a leave. I had students do that every single semester. I took a number of leaves across all my degrees mm -hmm. for various things that happened. I had a kid, wife got sick, had to go do this, wanted to make some more money, whatever the thing was. Yeah. And just saying, I, I'm going to go earn 10,000 extra bucks in this semester and get this stuff paid off or 15,000 bucks or whatever I'm like, I've got to do. Or but, your wife takes full-time work and says, I'm just doing the anesthetician stuff on the side as a hobby until. That's right. But y'all are all trying, they're all trying to do everything all the, all the dreams. And yeah. dude, you're, I don't want to, I don't want to kick you while you're down, but 30,000 bucks isn't a ton of debt. That's like you and your wife really making some hard calls for a very short period 18 of time. months max. See what I'm saying? Like, right. So tell, tell me, what's your world look like if you quit school for a semester? Or you pause school? Well, the reason why, part of the reason why I went back to school is because I get that monthly tax-free stipend. Yeah, but is that just going to school? 
No, and it goes directly into my bank account. I, I'm a veteran, okay. so I get a GI Bill housing benefit. Okay, It pays me $2,200 a month tax-free in income directly into my bank account. What's happened to that other $5,000 then? Uh, I have a very large mortgage. Um, oh. I owe $470,000 on a mortgage. I've only been in the house for a year and a half. What's the monthly payment? Um, $3,200. Dang it. Jeez, okay, man. now there's the problem right there. <laughs> Lead with that next time. Well, John, you detected that. That Okay, there's your problem right Sell there. Sell your house, homie. You can't. You're so far I, I, above the percentage. I feel like I'm, I'm stuck. I, that if I sell my house, uh, I'm, I'm going to lose money and go into a, a rental that's going to cost me some Well, let's, let's, let's not just be scared of that. Let's see if that's actually true. So what'd you buy the house for? And what do you owe on it? And what would it sell for? Let's let's actually ask those real questions and see if that's uh, true. We we were renting. I was paying twenty five hundred dollars a month in rent. Right. Uh, this was beginning of twenty twenty two. Okay. I looked into purchasing our home. We found a home. Purchased it in May of twenty twenty two. Uh huh. Four and a half percent interest. It was roughly all the fees ended up being close to five hundred thousand. Okay. So what do you owe on it? Uh, four hundred and seventy-two thousand. And what can you sell it for? Uh, I don't have a locked-in estimate. Um, according to my mortgage broker, I need somebody to come out and reevaluate the home to get an up-to-date. If I'm you, I'm starting to get those numbers, and I am holding on as tight as I can for the next few months because I want you to own it two years so that you don't. If you do have a windfall on this, that you're not hit with capital gains, and I want you to seriously consider like. If I was your mama, I'd be like, you better do it. Sell this house. Can't because afford it, man. Yeah. It's half of, it's half. It's so much. And you're not, there's not a traje- trajectory that you have shown us that gets you there in the next even five years. Your wife's building a business. You're in school. The business is not making money yet. And you're in debt. And I just think that when you get out from under this house, you are going to take a giant deep breath. You have, you don't have any kids yet, Right. I have a six-year-old. Okay, you have a six-year-old. So we're finding something, any honestly, any at this point, anything that's less expensive than the over three thousand dollars that you're spending right now is going to help you. And you're a veteran, brother. So think of it through those eyes, through the, that lens. When you're faced with a whole bunch of variables and they don't all add up, let's begin to pull variables off the table. Things that we thought were absolutes, they're not. Your wife doesn't have to start a new business right now. You don't have to be in school. You don't have to be in a big $500,000 house. All these things can come off the table. Let's seek freedom. Let's don't seek to try to make duct tape this chaos together. Let's seek freedom over all else right now. This is The Ramsey Show. Thank you for listening. My name is Jade Warshaw, joined by Dr. John Deloney. We're taking your calls this hour. The number is 888-825-5225. But quick shout out to you guys, to the folks listening uh, to the show, whether you listen on podcast or maybe you log into YouTubes and you watch it on YouTube, um, or maybe you go directly into the Ramsey app and you listen to it through there. Number one, we're just grateful to have you because the fact of the matter is without you guys, there's no show and nothing around here actually happens because we need people like you to watch it and enjoy it and for it to help you. And you've proven that it does because, you know, this thing is like number one in so many categories, if, or if not, number one is like right up there. So thank you for doing that. As a matter of fact, we would like you to consider 
continuing to do all that. So keep listening. And while you're listening, go ahead and get on there and like and subscribe and share it. Do all those things because if this show has helped you, chances are it can help somebody else and you might be the catalyst to make that happen. So like, subscribe, share. We would be truly, truly thankful in this season of thankfulness. So thank you so much. Let's go to the phone lines. We've got Jackson in Grand Rapids, Michigan. What's going on, Jackson? Sorry, Miss Jackson. (laughs) What's up? Hi, guys. Thank you so much for taking my call. So I'm going to try and articulate my question best I can. Okay. Um, so I'm fairly new to listening to you guys over the last couple of weeks, and I've um, introduced this whole plan to my wife, and we've got ourselves in quite the hole. And my main question is, she deals with a lot of um, mental illness, and she has a really hard time like seeing the big picture. And honestly, it's all very overwhelming for me as well, but I'm kind of like the backbone to everything and um, just trying to get her fully on on board with everything and her, not thinking that th- this isn't something that we're capable of doing. Well, what is, when you say she, what's she struggling with specifically? Um, she has depression, anxiety. Um, she's been diagnosed with borderline um, personality disorder, okay. um, ADD. So it's just kind of like a handful of things. So the first thing, if, if somebody... If, if I meet somebody and they come to me and say, I've been diagnosed with all of these things, the first thing I'm going to tell them, whether it's my friend or that somebody's in a coaching situation with me or a family member, I would tell them, I need you to go find a new provider and get reevaluated mm-hmm. because that's a lot of, that's a lot of variation there. It's all, right. over the, it's all over the place. Yeah. Um, as a part of, if, if I mean, there's a very different conversation if somebody truly has borderline personality disorder and their emotional life feels like it's on fire, right? That's a mm-hmm. different conversation trying to get somebody to learn about how their emotions interact with reality, with the real world, as well as it's a different conversation when you're talking to somebody who's struggling with depression or anxiety, right? So you're like, I would start there. The mm-hmm. second thing I would start with is this. Does your wife know that she her feelings are very big on things, whether they're up or whether they're down? Can y'all agree on that? Yeah. Okay. Will she trust you? Um, I I, I mean, she does trust me. I think to an your, extent. Your I voice mean, tells I, me absolutely not, even a little bit. <laughs> um, I think I think she trusts me, but I. Like I said, she just has a hard time seeing the bigger picture. Like that's not what I'm asking for here. Asking yeah. somebody who has borderline personality <laughs> disorder, asking somebody who's got anxiety disorders to see a bigger picture is is truly unfair, especially right. at the beginning. What I'll often ask is, "Will you hold my hand? Do you trust me?" Mm-hmm. And you watch somebody's shoulders drop, and they go, "I do," and say, "Okay, we've got to make a budget because I don't feel safe." Okay. Mm-hmm. And my body feels like you're taking something from me. You're stealing something from me. My body feels like it's on fire. I feel like I hate you. I feel like you're the greatest person. Whatever the, whatever they're feeling, great. Do you trust me? Yes. To make the next right choice for us? Yes. And that only works if they are seeing a provider that they can get some true um, clinically-based support and help for. Right. Right. And if you can't get that basic level of trust, then you have to start asking yourself, how can I make sure that we are safe? Because we can't work in partnership together. 
at this moment. We will someday, but we can't right now. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. And really, I hope I'm not over-clarifying it, but I'm trying to over-clarify it because you're allowing your, like, I'm the backbone, I got to do all the stuff, I got to make her happy. With all four of those diagnostics, you can never be, quote-unquote, happy. Mm. Right? right? You just gave everyone. I've got a couple of those diagnostics. Dude, sometimes I don't care what I feel like. I just got to do the next right thing. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So I haven't spent my life trying to be happy. I've spent my life saying, if I do these things, my body's going to feel good at the end of the day. Does that make sense? Right. That took a lot of yeah, therapy, a lot of counseling. My wife's pretty amazing. I have some great friends, yeah. right? I had to do a whole lot of stuff to get here. Yeah. So don't try to solve it all at once, but I definitely would start with getting a new, um, a new, having a new conversation. Do you have a particular issue y'all are struggling with right now? I'm, I mean, we, um, I, I just did the math and we have over $130,000 in debt. We don't even own a house and uh, we make okay money. She works part-time. I'm working two jobs right now. How much? We're just trying to, um, I, before taxes and everything, I did the math. We made 80,000. Okay. This year, um, I, I have one of my jobs is uh, 47 and the other one's about 15 and hers is 20. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all before taxes and everything. But we, I just don't even know where to start. We did this debt consolidation thing, um, which I just feel like was a Band-Aid. Um, it wasn't everything. actually. You took a knife and stuck it in the other leg. That's what that yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> and then I did a four. I know a 401k loan. Um, yeah, then you took a knife and stuck it in your paycheck. arm. Yeah. What yeah, else did you so do? We, we have a lot going on, and I just honestly, I'm I lost. I don't know where to start, and okay. I'm trying to get her on page when I don't even know 100 percent what I'm doing. I just know we need to do something. So if yeah. she's got she's got those challenges. You know what she senses? She feels that you don't know where you are on the map. Jade's yeah. gonna walk you on the map, but I want you to hear this before she says anything. Jade had way way more debt than that. Right. Me and my wife, we had way way more debt than that. That number you just gave me doesn't scare me at all. Not a bit. Okay. You just have yep. to decide, I'm going to go make this thing a priority. Absolutely. And your wife has to make her healing a priority. Mm-hmm. You get those two things lined up, man, dude, it's game on. Yeah. 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 I mean, what John said is exactly it. I, I'm not blinking when I hear $130,000 of debt. I mean, look, it's not good, but it's, right. don't be scared. Just go, okay, what? It's like John said, what's the next right thing that I need to do? And for you, the next right thing, if you're not on a budget, you need to get on a budget. Are you on one? Um, I, I did the free trial of the every dollar and mm-hmm. like we kind of walked through a little bit together. Okay, good. Um, so we're kind of working through that a little bit, figuring that out. Okay. So like I said, this is like new within the last couple of weeks. Okay, good. So Austin's going to pick up and after this call, he's going to give you a copy of my book. Money's not a math problem. And as part of that, you're going to sign up and you're going to get three months free of every dollar premium because I think you need premium that's going to help you walk through this and you'll get three months free of that to test it out. Thank you. That's going to be everything because this budget's going to tell you what's what. Um, I want you guys sitting down and I want you to complete your budget if you haven't already tonight because you just getting a handle on the numbers, even if it's not good, like, right. Even if you do that budget and you realize, man, we're, we're negative $75 every month. No wonder there's a problem. Just seeing it and knowing what it is, is still going to make you exhale and be like, all right, I know what it is. Now I see we have an income problem or you might do that budget and realize, Hey, we have a decent amount. It just looks like we're spending too much. And if that's the case, again, you're going to exhale and know, okay, we've got to cut back on our spending. And so, or it's a combination of both. And so just knowing that is going to go, okay, I see what the game plan is. Now we need to create a plan of attack. Does that make sense? 
Yes, it is. Because at the end of the day, the math is the same. You still have to make the payments. And this is for anybody listening. Debt doesn't go away unless you make the payments. You can't move it over here. You can't take out this loan and cover it up with your mortgage. You have to actually make the payments. And for most of us, that's called going out and getting an old fashioned J-O-B, okay? You can't get aside the work. You have to put on work boots, do the work. You have to cut back your spending. No more chilies, no more Applebee's. You gotta do the work. You gotta make the sacrifice and trust and believe it will show. You can't do this and kind of do it sneakily or do it without anybody noticing. You're gonna see it and you're gonna feel it and it's gonna suck for a minute, but then you're gonna be out of debt. This is The Ramsey Show. You are listening to The Ramsey Show. I am Jade, this is John. We're with you for the next couple hours, taking your calls. The number is 888-825-5225 if you wanna give us a call. I'm kind of hype, I'm not gonna lie. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Um, I'm excited about that, but more than that, my favorite part of Thanksgiving is actually the day after Thanksgiving, not just because of the leftovers, John. I can imagine the leftovers in your it, leftovers in your home are pretty amazing. Are they're, you cooking a spread? Look, they're on point. I'm not going to lie about that. But more so, I'm talking about Black Friday. I know. Black, Black Friday, Friday. It's game on, Come dude. on. Do y'all go shopping for Black Friday? I go to the woods because I have See? self-control problems. And so I just take myself out of internet range. John, you're different, man. And I'm not mad at that. You're doing right. But the rest of us... Listen, the other night I was having dessert with my wife and I couldn't stop. And I literally took my fork and I just hit it under the floor. And she goes, did you do that on purpose? And I go, yeah, but I'm not eating Because you couldn't anymore. stop eating the dessert? I could have. I didn't want to stop. So I have to <laughs> I have to put these roadblocks in front of me, man. Well, what was the dessert? Now we want to know what it was. Do uh, you know what? It was just sugar and goo and whatever. <laughs> I don't know. So John's in his house like Winnie the Pooh just gobbling down bags of sugar Dude, and honey. I love it. I love this time of year, man. I love it. <laughs> Me too. Not going to lie. Black Friday, I love it. Um, we're the type. We get up early. We go out into the madness. Really? I love it. I, <laughs> I will elbow somebody for an air fryer in two seconds. I love the madness. I save up a budget uh-huh. and I put the line item and I... I just, just get wild. I love it. I don't know what it is. Best Buy. I don't need anything at Best Buy, <laughs> but I want to be there at 7 a.m., going crazy it's just but here at ramsey solutions we are also having a black friday sale and the good thing is you don't have to put anybody in a headlock to get your deal because it's on the interwebs john you can just roll over pick up your phone and start clicking you don't even have to get out of bed but we've got early access to some of our best deals of the year um you can get meaningful gifts for your whole family your friends everybody as low as eight dollars i know this is nothing you're about to learn this because you got a book coming out um, this is the time of year when Dave just starts selling all your stuff. Just and for those of you who don't know, we make $5. a commission off the sales price. And we always love it when Dave's like, ah, how about five bucks? Thanks, Dave. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. That's all right. Because his are on sale too. I mean, you can get best-selling books like The Total Money Makeover. That's his book. So if he's putting it on sale for $10, look, we're all, I mean, we're we're all being we're, generous. We're in a little bit different place. We're in a little bit different place. Really? I'm just kidding. Of yeah. course you are. Uh, Baby Steps Millionaires. And here's your book, John. Own Your Past, Chain Your Future for just ten dollars why not man why not? that's right put it a uh, put it for 70 percent off there you go <laughs> financial peace university i will say this is my favorite one the fact that you can get financial peace university for under 60 dollars is madness sheer craziness um i tell folks all the time the principles in financial peace university are what helped my husband and i pay off almost half a million dollars of debt so technically this product is worth half a million dollars and you're getting it for 60 that's crazy uh rachel cruz wallet is back that's on sale and that's a, a product that 
somehow is almost never on sale. So the fact that it's on sale is great. And of course, questions for humans cards are on sale cards starting at $10. So that's pretty good. So shop Black Friday. If you're not like me, you don't want to go out into the cold or out there with crazy folks who will just cut you in line. (laughs) Just roll over in your bed, turn on your internet and log on to RamseySolutions.com slash store and get yourself a deal and get you some gifts for everybody in your family. But don't go over budget doing it. All right. Is that cool? Cool with me. Let's go to the phone lines. We got Andrew in Sacramento, California. What's going on, Andrew? Hey, thank you for taking my call. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. I'm cutting up. Are, are, you, are, you? Hey, are, you, are you a Black Friday dude? Like, are you going to go? No. What? I'm just like you. I'll go to the woods and hide away. Hey, dude. I love it. You guys are it. good. Good job. How can we help? So my question is, um, I'm 32. I'm debt free besides my mortgage. I have my six months emergency funds already put aside. My question is about the 15% retirement. Uh-huh. Is that gross? Is that like on top of your employer sponsored? Mm-hmm. Or is that including your employer sponsored? What's your to contribute to that? So you want it to be off of your gross income, period. Okay. So the and then, th- that's it. So gross income. So I'm already putting money into my employer sponsored. If that already equals close to 15%, that's fine right there. Or should I add more on top of that? Help me understand. Tell me again. So let, let me say this. Let me, so if you have, if, if your employer has a match up to 5% and you put in 5% mm-hmm. and they put in 5%, we want you to put another 10% in. And we want their match okay. to be gravy. Oh, I see what you're saying. Thank you, John. I was confused as, as to what you're asking. Yeah, no matter what your company sponsored, you were always doing 15%. And the reason okay. for that, there's a reason for that. And that is basically, we just want you building the habit of investing. And the fact is, you might move on and go to another company that offers no match or offers a lower match or offers something different in way of benefits and... We don't. We want your budget and your habit used to. No matter what, I get. I I invest fifteen percent, and so that's kind of the reasoning behind that. Fair enough. Yes, and then my second question was, um, I want to buy a second home, but I'm not sure if I should focus on paying off this mortgage first before I start saving up for another home, because ultimately I want to make this house a rental property mm-hmm. and then move into my forever home. Should I focus on paying off this mortgage first or? Is it okay to start saving up more money for my forever home and then just have renters end up paying this mortgage off? Yeah, if it were me, I'd pay off your current home first. That's what we call baby step seven is once you've paid that house off and you're completely free. And then think about how much money you would have saved up not having a mortgage that you could quickly save up and pay cash for another residence that you decide to be a rental or maybe you move in that one and make your current one a rental. You've got so many options. The only thing that I would say is whatever you end up buying after your primary residence, buy it in cash, dude. Okay. Yeah. So this yeah, is kind of like, the best thing. <laughs> I can just hear like, wah, wah. Yeah, I know, but hey, hey, this, hey, bro, this is exactly what I'm doing. Okay. Okay. We yeah, paid off the house that we live to... in and now we're saving up for, um, and it's, and it, dude, it's the worst man. Cause we could go pull a mortgage right now. And I'm not putting mm-hmm. myself right back in that mess. Yeah. And I hate it because right. everything in my life feels like it would be better if I just did that. Except for the one thing, yeah. which would mean I'm back to being owned by a bank. Mm. And I don't yeah. like that. I don't How- like being owned. That's true. Andrew, you're 32. Well, like there's, 
you know, and you're not the only one. I think that there's just such this rush that we feel like I got to hurry up and get this and I got to hurry up and get my rental and I got to hurry up and and I think sometimes and I get it like we all want to get to this perceived place of success and like, OK, like I made it with my money, like we're all trying to get there. But we really have to be careful in all of our getting that we're also like getting the right understanding and that we're doing things correctly so that it doesn't end in folly. Right. Because the worst thing ever would be if you were like, I'm so excited to be rich and I'm so excited to be successful that I don't pay off this mortgage and I go get this other mortgage and now you're racked with debt and you thought you were going to rent it out, but your renters are kind of wishy-washy and they're not paying and then the roof breaks and then there's earthquake, like all these things that have the ability to happen there. It will feel totally different had you not gone into debt as opposed to being strapped with debt. And I'm like, you're in Sacramento. So whatever real estate you're talking about buying is not going to be a hundred thousand dollars is all I'm saying. So to have, yeah. you don't want that strapped to you. I would much rather approach this knowing, hey, like I get to control this and time is not pushing me to do anything. I make the call. Does that make sense? And I think that way you're yeah. walking along that path and you're doing it with the least amount of risk. But honestly, the ultimate amount of reward, if you really think about it. And we just, dude, we just came out of a scenario where... I think in your state, it was illegal to evict people even if they weren't paying during COVID. That's show you. Mm-hmm. But that mortgage still has to be paid, true. right? And so it's not like we're just making this up for fun. Yeah. It's it's just, we just take call after call after thousands and thousands of calls of people going, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And, and that's a good point, John. Because we just, we just went through it. That's a good point. It's not like we're trying to think of every bad thing that could ever happen. No, we just take the it's, calls of the thing, the real things that do happen. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is most of our best laid plans are with this assumption that everything will go well. Even the right? phrase, I'm going to buy my dream home. Dude, no, you're not. Yeah, we don't you're know. We not. don't know. You just yeah. don't know what's going to happen. And for that reason alone, I just love off operating with as Freedom. less risk as I can. That's right. That's right. You know? So anyway, um... Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, That does it for this hour of the show. Be sure to hang on with us. John and I will be back for the next hour. This is The Ramsey Show.